Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 212 of Chapter Tactics, where we go over tactics and strategies to help out both new and veteran players alike. Today, we're talking about fortifications and terrain, some cool mix-ups that's been happening on the uh, Frontline Gaming major events, especially the Lone Star Open that just happened. We're going to be talking about that. I am your host, Magikarp Use Fly, and with me today we have the usual co-hosts of this episode, or this show, my bad, uh, John P. Woo, usual suspect. I'm back again. I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a Demeki. I'm sorry I blacked out. What happened? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you guys don't know us, we are the people over at DiceCheck at YouTube.com forward slash DiceCheck, and we are here getting all up in your ear holes and just <laughs> destroying them when we're filling you guys with terrible knowledge. Do not ever listen to us. We're all, we're all bad. We're bad. Yeah. We're, we're bad people. We're bad players. We're going to talk about terrain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you were continuing. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was, I was waiting for him to yeah. continue. Then, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, we are still looking for a new version of the Chapters Tactics uh, intro song. So if you guys are into making music and want to get your idea juices going, you can add your talent to the Frontline Gaming Network. We have uh, some submissions that were put in. They sound awesome. I think that this will be the last week. And then we'll go over them, see which ones uh, Val uh, likes, and then we will use that. So you have one more week in order to get that stuff in. Go ahead and send it over to twitter.com forward slash dicecheckyt. Um, you can upload it to like Google Drive and then share it uh, on uh, on Twitter that way, or you can upload it to SoundCloud, anything like that. If you're musically inclined, you probably know how to share your music, so just go ahead and do that, and we'll take a listen to it and send it over to Val and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I've got I've gotten some messages about people asking about like what we're expecting from the theme. Mm -hmm. Would, do you have a description of like? What people are, well, you know, yeah, just just want. a revamp chapter tactics yeah. intro. Okay. So like the the regular, dun, 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 just like redone. Put in some air horns. Mm -hmm. If you just mm -hmm. make mm -hmm. it all air horns, um, I'll put it as the outro. Yeah, an occasional. Like, oh my god! god. Yeah, yeah, make oh it wow wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, something like a theme song. You hear it, you know. That's it's time for chapter tactics, boys. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. We are fitting. We are bidding farewell to mm -hmm. the to the regular one um, that you guys have been hearing for two hundred episodes. Ooh. Wow. We're gonna. That's, I mean, it's gonna be on the soundboard. You might hear it occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I'm still, yeah, it's, it's still. It's a funny <laughs> song to me. Like two hundred episodes is four years. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. So uh let's do a quick round table of what happened uh last week. Mm -hmm. Uh we all finished our league games. Uh yes, we, we were did. done with our league over at our local game store. Funny story, uh we talked about uh the the league that we were in and the person that is in charge of the league messaged us and was like, Oh, hey guys. And yeah. so, like, now now they know that we were, we were part of Chapter Tactics. Um, but, yeah, we finished up our league games. Uh, how did everyone do? John P., you want to go first? Yeah. So I went a solid two and three. I lost to these two lads here. <laughs> and um, one of the Necron guys. Mm -hmm. uh, I beat Yukari and Grey Knights. Uh, all very fun matches. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, I think I finished fifth in the pod, which means I stay put. Uh, I don't advance or go down in the pod. Mm -hmm. So stationary. 
Um, but it's looking like there's going to be less people in the league next season. Summer. So I'm not sure how yeah. that's going to work with my pod placement, but we'll see when mm-hmm. the time comes. But yeah, two and three, it's, it's all right. I yeah. mean, obviously expect better myself, but you know, <laughs> fun games overall. Yeah, but, yeah, man. And you, you, you went in with Space Wolves, right? Yeah, I went in with Space Wolves. Yeah, and you're gonna, you're sw- you're switching from Space Wolves to Admech. Yeah, I'm gonna be switching to Admech because why not? I have the army, and I would like to play it. Your boy, I feel it. I your feel boy. it. <laughs> how how was the how were your games with Grey Knights and uh, Jakart? Uh, against Grey Knights, it was a uh, surprisingly hard, right? Yeah, it was surprisingly hard. <laughs> I, I I know uh, they they're you know they're a little behind. They're co- they're still in the eighth edition codex, which for them is not good because yeah. they ne- kind of need the extra wound. Um, I feel like if they had the extra wound, it would have been a very, very hard game. Yeah. Um, Astro Aim is pretty brutal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just being able to just stand somewhere and shoot behind the building with 10 Paladins. Yeah. Yeah, not easy to deal with. Um, and yeah. then also that, just the mortal wound span. Not, not many armies are equipped to deal with that. So um, I also had to deal with that, too, against Necrons. Because <laughs> he brought, like, two Satan, which is... Oh, mortal, mortal wounds, wounds everywhere. Left and right. Yeah. yeah, you brought yeah. the Nightbringers, right? Uh, Satan. Yeah, uh, not the, the uh, not, not, not the Nightbringer, not the Nightbringer. Yeah. Transcendent Satan. Ah, yeah. Excuse me. I yeah. feel it. But yeah, yeah uh, against Jakari. Uh, I played against a guy who's like newer to Jakari, so I mean, he was still trying to learn the army. Um, so I was helping him out. Like I guess he was also he was also new to nine, so I was helping him out play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, good games. <laughs> good, cool, cool, cool. Uh, what about you, Demeki? So I finished first <laughs> with my death guard. Uh, I lost to Matt. That was that was a really good match. Yeah, that was yeah. hard. Yeah, it was not. It, it was back and forth. Yeah. It really was. But it was it was a good match. Um, everybody, it, it was just it was so surprising that um, well, one I did bring fight last. True yeah, fight last. Yeah, he brought true fight last to stench bats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it was just because I I learned so much of the army just from playing it recently and i also had some help from like kenny and them mm-hmm. uh that like it it just felt good and it felt natural mm-hmm. you know so like um it, but i felt bad because like everyone that i played against had an eighth edition codex except you because you had a ninth because you were playing your space wolves i'm trying to remember your your opponents. so i played orcs <laughs> yeah you played i orcs. played orcs custodes uh, Grey Knights, Grey Knights and uh, Tyranids. Oh, and yeah, Space wow, it was yeah. just me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and everybody was struggling mostly with uh, T five and the minus one damage reduction. Uh, minus one damage reduction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but it felt good. You get, you did a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I had a lot of fun. I mean, it was it was really fun. It was also nice to play against because, uh, like, they were literally the first people I ever played against that wasn't y'all. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> So, and it was a good experience. Like, uh, you know, uh, I think I was a little bit worried because, like, not playing against one of y'all, I was like, I wonder how these people are going to be, right? Yeah, but they've all been sick. Yeah, they've all yeah. been very nice. Yeah. Very super nice people. Uh, in really enjoy in, enjoy playing with every single one of them. Yeah. It was a if, good time. If you're a new player and you haven't tried out going into any leagues or <clears throat> going to, like, your local game store and picking up games with people there... Definitely go try it out if it's available. There mm-hmm. are really, really cool people out there. You'll meet people in all different, you know, walks of life, and it's just a good time. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and like, if you're going to join a league, just uh, keep in mind, too, that everybody's there for a certain reason, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whether it be, like, they want to practice for a tournament or they they just want to play for fluff. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So so don't feel bad if like you bring a fluff list and somebody brings like a sweaty a list. Yeah, yeah, a tournament yeah. list. Yeah, people are there for different reasons. Yeah. yeah. I uh, mean, best things you can do is just communicate with your opponent beforehand. Just be like, what kind of game you're looking for? You know, I can bring this list, I can bring that list, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. If, yeah. If that's if you're really concerned about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I played Tyranids. I went three, one, and one. So yeah, you I had a tie. Three. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won three, I lost one, and then I tied with one. I tied with the Grey Knights player. Cool guy. Um, Chris, if you're listening to this, yeah. what's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah. but, uh, he's, the, he's the one guy that got to play against all three of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. The Grey Knights. He's, he's, oh, yeah. I was saying that uh, Grey Knights are, um, a lot of people count them out, but, like, they, they have a lot of stuff that they can work with. They're they're pretty decent right now, especially with, like, the amount of stuff that they can do. The only thing that really hinders them is really just Death Guard uh, because of the minus one damage. Yep. But besides that, like Astral Aim, what was it, Aerodict, the one psychic power where they can shoot and then move um, is pretty good so they can just keep popping in and out. Uh, you know, lots of really cool stuff, Sanctuary, Paladin, you know, Paladin Bombs. Um, and then, like, there's also lists that you can run with, like, Purifier Squads, I think, or Purgation Squads. I can't remember what it is, but, like, they're, they're pretty decent right now. If you have Grey Knights, just keep practicing with them. They're really good. Um, have that stratagem to come in within three inches. Yeah, from, yeah. from deep strike. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. scary, especially if like they have a multi melta. Because yeah. like when he did that, I didn't even think about the fact that he might have some type of melta. Yeah, and he was like right next to my play one of my play burst crawlers. I was yeah. like, I'm about to lose a play burst crawler. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And his terminators are opsec. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so did that. Uh, played against Drakari on Overrun. That's mission number thirty-one. It's long ways. Uh, hold two. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Or it was hot dog deployment, I guess. Uh, where yeah, yeah, like this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hot dog, so like long ways, whatever. That's um, I think that's hamburger. Our hamburger. I don't uh, know. When I think dog. long, I think hot dog, yeah. and then when yeah. I think the the squish fat yeah. side, I think that's a, that's hamburger. A, it's a fat burger. It's, it's yeah. mission number thirty one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's overrun. <laughs> um, that one that was an auto lose for me. Uh, that was pretty bad. I couldn't keep up with the amount of uh, speed that Jakari could do. And then also be able to stay on the objectives at the same time. It was really, really, it was a really tough game for me. Um, that one, I think I lost by like thirty points. It was pretty rough. That was a that was a hard one. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty rough. And then that was also one where I was like playing around with a different list to try it out, but I didn't like it. Um, and then everything else was like fine. Um, I brought the Herodin for every single match. It was great. <laughs> I had a great time. Good old Harry. <laughs> Good old Harry. No one knew what to do with about uh, what to do with him, and I was just like, "All right, I'm just gonna start tagging stuff and start hitting things." Um, I went up against a Telemon mm-hmm. um, for Custodes because I went up against Custodes, and uh, I was going up against a Telemon with the uh, Herodin. And the only thing that I knew about the game was that I had to kill the bike, so then they couldn't touch my Herodin. I had to kill um, his characters because I took assassination, so I just started sprinkling them with, like, some damage. And then the Telemon, he didn't bring any melee weapons with him because he only had one Telemon. So I just kept tagging him with the Herodin because he's aircraft, so, like, he could he can technically fall back and charge and shoot still because yeah. he just does a normal move. So I just kept, like, shooting stuff and tagging the Telemon, and then there was nothing that he could do. Uh, the Herodin ended up having, like, 26 wounds at the end of the game. It was just nasty. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was a fun. That was fun. It was a good, it was good times. Yeah, it's funny that um, you actually weren't the only Herodin in the league. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, my Herodin fell. And oh, it no, broke. Right. Oh yeah, its wing broke. It was. <sighs> I was so sad. 
Luckily, you had glue, though. Yeah. No, no, the store had glue. I didn't bring oh. my super glue that day. Oh, yeah. They didn't make you pay for it, right? Did no, they, they didn't. Okay. No. No, oh, they didn't. thank God. <laughs> thank you. So, I mean, well, what about uh, the next league? Are you switching? Because I know John P. and I are switching. Are you yeah, switching? you're switching to Drakari, right? Yeah, I'm switching to Drakari. And you're switching to Admech? Yes, sir. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to switch over to Demons just Ooh. because I want to try it out, see how that goes. I've been playing so many Tyranids or so much Tyranids, and I've played them, like, so much that yeah. I kind of just want to change something up and, you know, get better with a different army. It was either that or Harlequins, but I don't want to paint checker patterns anymore. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm just like, nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll just bring my demons instead. Yeah. Um, because, like, with Harlequins, there's only, like, a couple of, like, lists that you can really bring. There's, like, Soaring Spite, or you can soup with, like, Eldar or something. Yeah. Or you can run Frozen Stars. Um, but with demons, I can, like, soup with, like, anything that's Chaos. Right, as long as there's a thousand points or more, uh, or a thousand points of a uh, thousand one, a thousand yeah. one of yeah. demons, and I could just bring like undivided. I could do whatever I want with demons, and like it's a good time. You so. always go with Nari. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> 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 All right, so John P, do you have a did you know? If not, it's okay. I do. Give me one second. To ah. look at my. Ah. Notes. I'll fill the time. Nice. Check this out. Yeah, Cellular yeah. phone. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I've been thinking on the long oh, way home. home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you know that Lehman Russ, surprise, Space Wolves fact. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Did you know that Lehman Russ, Primark of the Space Wolves uh, chapter, once had a duel with the one, the only, Lion L. Johnson, Primark of the Dark Angels. Hey, my boy. That's him. <laughs> the duel lasted a day leading up to Lehman Russ's second ever defeat. So Lehman Russ has only lost to Lionel Johnson and the God Emperor himself. Um, and even now, whenever the two uh, legions meet, Space Wolves and uh, Dark Angels, um, they have a duel with uh, two guys just to like commemorate that, uh, that Primark fight that they had. Just two random dudes. Yeah, just like nice. you, you fight, hey, you <laughs> monkeys <laughs> fight. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it says here that they pay homage to that fight, so maybe That's like cool. maybe it's like an honor to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like every it's like every boxing match is just a, an homage to. A, I don't know anything about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> the original boxing fight. Yeah, the original boxing <laughs> guys. <laughs> Boxing guy one. This rock'em sock'em robots. That's oh, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was it? What was the one where like it's the two robots and you like that's rock'em sock'em. Oh robots. yeah, it is rock'em sock'em robots. What's <laughs> wrong? with Anyways, me? <laughs> so that's our did you know for today, where we just go over a little bit of some lore um, behind uh, 40k and stuff. Now, before we go into the main topic for today's episode, uh, this show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get amazing game mats for not just your 40K games, but almost any tabletop game out there. Purchase miniatures at a discount and join some of the largest 40K events in the industry. They also have the largest 40K podcasting network in the business with shows like Signals from the Frontline, Chapter Tactics, which you're listening to right now, 40K Game Changers, 40K Stat Center, Grim After Dark, and more. That is FrontlineGaming.org, or you can click on the link in the description of this podcast on all the social media goodies out there. Now, enough of this upkeep. Let's get on to this actual topic here. Uh, and, and, you know, you guys close your eyes. I'm going to speed through this real quick. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. You're, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin you guys a tail. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. 
With the way that FLG did the Lone Star Open, the most recent major event in 40k, players alternated terrain placement until the table was completed, giving you more options when it came to deployment, how to protect yourself from strong shooty armies, and even gave you the option to bring fortifications. What do you guys think about the changes? What are some concerns? And should this be something that all events should do? Boom, there it is. Do you guys know, have you guys read the packet for it? No, I haven't read the packet for it. The first thing that I was already about to ask was like, was there additional time to set the terrain? Yeah, so uh, the way that it worked out, let me pull this up real quick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, sorry. Because if anyone's uh, unfamiliar with a tournament format, normally you have three hours to complete the match. That's an hour and a half a piece between uh, you and your opponent. Yeah. What they did was that uh, you would have 10 minutes where you would just uh, do the terrain stuff. Right. And do all your pregame stuff before you start doing your deployment. So they gave you already a 10 they gave you a ten minute uh, 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 table or a 10-minute ten, a ten timer to do everything. Okay. Were there, actually, I mean, you're looking up right now, but were there yeah. additional rules? Yeah, I got you. Terrain placement? Gotcha. I got you right here. So these are the terrain guidelines from the mission pack for the Lone Star Open, which is the most recent major that just happened. Okay. Um, and we'll go over who won and everything like that because it's, it's actually pretty interesting. But uh, these are the guidelines. Uh, so you have three different terrain maps uh, for the uh, Lone Star Open. Um, and you can see it on the packet. Obviously, you guys can't, but, you know, it, it's pretty standard. It's a pretty standard setup. So prior to each game, players will use a total of 10 minutes of time off of the clock to settle pregame actions and adjust terrain. Terrain will use the keywords shown in the images, which are which range from anything from obscuring to light cover to defensible, breachable, things like that, right? Uh, so the rules for placing the terrain is that terrain is divided as shown in the images below. It's like the table's just cut in half, right? Yeah. And then each player had like five pieces of terrain that they can move around. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, the defender chooses their table side and the players separate the terrain. Um, and then uh, each player, starting with a defender, alternate placing one piece of terrain from their half of the terrain in their table half at a time until all terrain has been placed. Uh, terrain must be at least four inches from a table edge or another piece of terrain. And terrain marked with an asterisk must be at least six inches from another piece of terrain marked with an asterisk. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. It was just uh, giving the players options to move the terrain around. Yeah, you guys can't see it, but here, here's the... Yeah, the it's like this. okay. So oh, cool. okay. Oh, so it's split in half essentially. Yeah, yeah. it's basically split in half. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why. The way I was imagining is you get to decide what's in your deployment zone, and then what's in no man's land is just predetermined. But yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, just like split makes, in half. Yeah, this yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the way that they did it for the Lone Star Open, and it's actually pretty interesting. I think that it opened up a lot of avenues, and it helps against things that are very shooty. You know, like the AdMech problem, right? Mm-hmm. Where people just get shot off the board turn one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jakari, same thing. People get shot off the board turn one, or they just get charged, and, like, there's nowhere for you to really hide, like, your vehicles or anything like that. But I feel like that this way, it gives players options on what they're allowed to do. Right. Right. Um, so what, what do you guys think about that setup so far? I like it. Um, yeah. It's different. Um, I mean, it adds, like, I guess a whole new layer mm-hmm. of strategy that people have to consider. Um, you really have to know your terrain, um, which, I mean, you should you know your terrain in the first place because it's such a big factor in ninth. But, yeah. 
Yeah. A lot. It, it, it takes out the the factor of people going, well, I lost my match because the terrain was mm. bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It gets rid of that problem. And I think that that runs rampant a lot when it comes to these events and everything like that. And if mm-hmm. you're running an event and you have like terrain to that you can use, but you don't know how to use it, just have the player set it up. Yeah. And like the players like probably already know how to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just have like these guidelines. I feel like it's a great, yeah. it's, it's a, such a great addition to the game. I, I think as a TO, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a win for them because you know now they won't be blamed for <laughs> people yeah. losing because yeah. <laughs> their terrain stuff was bad. So I was like, here, you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- I think it's I think it's cool too because it does add the, the what the topic we're going to talk about the fortifications, right? Mm-hmm. So now before you wouldn't bring them just because like the table you didn't know what the table was going to be like. Yeah, because the rule is for a fortification you have to be three inches away from any other terrain piece. Mm-hmm. So like. Well, a lot of the terrain pieces, uh, I mean, like, th- this isn't too bad, and you know, people can't Malefic, see that, but the the, yeah. the My, furnace, yeah, yeah. The, the Death Guard, like, furnace mm-hmm. isn't too terrible, but when you got things like the bunker, the Space Marine bunker, mm-hmm. that thing is almost impossible with, like, how most tables are set up to, to put down. Yeah. So yeah, even something like the battle sanctum we have here yeah. on the table. I mean, people listening can't hear it, but the battle sanctum is pretty big. It's as big mm-hmm. as like a Warhound Titan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and it's it's both big and wide. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I think you got to put down. Don't you have to put down the sanctum and the statue? Because there's a oh, statue yeah. that goes with You're it. Right. There is a statue that goes. Mm-hmm. With yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Before we go any further, um, I kind of jumped the gun. We didn't even talk about yeah. Lone Star <laughs> yeah. and what happened there. Um, so some placings. Uh, John Lennon went on to win from Art of War. Uh, he won with Sisters of Battle uh, with the new Ninth Edition Codex. So woot woot, everybody that's running Sisters right now, get all up in arms. Remember Woo. when we were like, oh, they're, <laughs> you know what happened with them? Hey, guess what? They just won a major. So uh, there you go. You know who's happy? Bricky. 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 Yeah. Um, after that, we have Sean Nadine coming in with, uh, Eldar and Quinn's. It's a Eldar and Quinn's soup or Harlequin's soup. Um, most, I think it's mostly Harlequin's than it was, uh, Craft Worlds, mm-hmm. but top two, not Drakari and not Admech. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, after that, we have Admech coming in in third place, uh, from Colin McDade. And then, big surprise finish over here. We got Necrons coming in at fourth place with Marshall Peterson. Let's go. Let's freaking go. Power creep, saying it right now, it's not real. It ain't. <laughs> yeah, what, what was this about Codex creep? Because Necrons just won. <laughs> yeah, or Necron. came in fourth. fourth. Yeah. They yeah. came in fourth. They placed top four. Yeah. that's And that's by no stretch of the means, like, an easy task, especially at a major. Yeah. This major was 190 players mm-hmm. large. I think 30 of them dropped out. So, like, we're looking at 160 players, and this guy gets top four. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's such a good that that's such a good performance. Um, another good mention is ninth place from our boy Wyatt from Ooh. the Long War podcast. He comes in with Chaos Space Marines in ninth place. Who said is not possible? The one wound <laughs> Chaos Space Marines. Let's yeah. Freaking go. Dude, yeah. like, if whenever, it doesn't matter if they don't get first, it doesn't matter if they get second, it's just proving people wrong yeah. yes. that just because you have an 8th edition codex or that you are have a quote-unquote bad codex, you can't win. Um, because that, it always bothers me when people yeah. say that. Surprise. Yeah, the, you can. It's the player that 
matters more than the codex. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, crazy. <laughs> and, the, and the Necrons Codex, if you guys haven't seen, or not the next Necrons Codex, the Necrons list from uh, Marshall Peterson, mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty bonkers. Like, it runs like oh. a lot of Lich Guard. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember we were you were talking about the Bricky, and Bricky was just like, what is this list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, just a lot of just, like, punching melee combat six inch move everything's obsec type of stuff pretty cool uh mm -hmm. if you guys are necron players definitely go give it a check over on the best coast pairings app you can go look at it there or bestcoastpairings.com if you are uh if you're a member you can log in and everything like that and check out those uh the, every single list and it's pretty interesting, and you get to see who he went up against. He went up against stuff like uh, Sisters. He went up against Custodes. He went up against Admech. He went up against Drakari. He went up against uh, Admech, I think, again, running. Um, it, it was like an Admech game that was souped with uh, Knights. Mm. With uh, the Knight Majera. Oh, that, that, or the Knight that, Majera. That's, that's a brutal knight. <laughs> yeah, against. yeah. And then also, like, uh, I, I think it was like six Balistaris and also just blobs of vanguards. Woo! Oh, wow. So, and he won against that. Yeah. So, don't was, let your memes be me, or don't let your memes be dreams, guys. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely an interesting tournament because I remember tuning in and I saw the Death Guard, one of the Death Guard games, mm -hmm. and it was just straight up almost all vehicles. Yeah. It, yeah. it was nuts. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. They had a bloat drone. I remember that. Yeah. They had bloat drones and stuff. They yeah. had bloat drones, Mephitic Blight Haulers, uh, mm -hmm. PBC, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that was almost it. Like, And then the greater bloat drones. Yeah. Yeah. What were we going to say, Jumpy? Oh, no. I was just agreeing with them because that was the match we were all uh, on Discord talking to each other uh, during yeah, 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 about yeah. the stream. Yeah, and if you guys haven't watched any of the games from uh, from the Lone Star Open, you can go check it out at the YouTube channel for Frontline Gaming. They have uh, a lot of the games uploaded onto there, like some of the uh, their featured matches. Um, so go check it out. Very interesting if you guys want to get better at the game and stuff like that. But the reason why <laughs> we are here is to talk about fortifications. And the reason why uh, I thought about this was because of John Lennon's sister's list that actually brought a fortification to this event, he brought this. He brought the uh, Sisters Battle Sanctum fortification for Adepta Sororitas. He brought this massive piece of terrain, which is obvious, but honestly, I think is the best fortification in the entire game. It's so. Have you guys? Have you? Do you guys even know like what it does? Uh, yeah, prayers to the saint. <laughs> Are that, you reading it? Is yes, that I am. Yeah, it <laughs> I'm literally reading it right uh, now. Reachable, defensible, like cover obscuring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> inspiring. So, yeah. Um, so besides, yeah, besides the terrain features, it, it, you want me to read what it does? Well, I, I could paraphrase it. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So basically, what this is, it literally gets almost all of the diff, all of the. Uh, all of the rules for like <laughs> a building, um, and then also you can uh, have a sister's unit be near it or like within it. I think it's within like six inches or something like that. Um, and uh, they can perform an action, and if they finish the action, then they get a miracle dice for free. Huh. So that's pretty good. Do you, so I'm guessing did he have a dedicated unit to just be there and he, just pray? Yeah, he could. Dice? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And the, the 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 reason why this is such a good terrain piece is one. It only has to be within, uh, or has to be outside of three inches of terrain, right? But yeah. in the Lone Star Open packet, you can move the terrain around, right? Mm -hmm. So what this does, like this actually, it almost breaks the game a little bit, right? Because it 
has obscuring. So you're bringing an extra piece of obscuring terrain with you when you're going up against stuff like Adnec and everything, right? And then another thing is that big models, like things like Keepers of Secrets and things like uh, Knights, you put this uh, outside of three inches from other terrain, they can't pass through that area. So you make like an, uh, an impossible place where they can walk through. Yeah. So only things that have flying can go past it and infantry. But, like, during that time, all these things that are behind here are obscuring. You're getting free miracle dice. This is – and, like, you cannot damage this building at all, yeah, right? Yeah, no. So that's what makes it so strong. Like, when uh, – I, I think that when we were starting to get into ninth edition, we were talking about fortifications, right? Mm -hmm. And this one, we were all saying, this is such a good fortification. It is, And it only costs 80 points. Yeah. Yep. Not yeah. only that, but it's really tall. So you could, yeah. you could hide anything behind it. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The only problem with it is that – for the action, it does say that they have to be wholly within the structure. Mm -hmm. So, like, the unit is exposed, but yeah. they still get their plus one to cover and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. still, they, you know, the unit's still exposed. But, like, I don't know if they, if he did it for that reason alone, mm -hmm. uh, just to have that, or if he just wanted it there for extra protection or not. That's true. Um, but, like, regardless, it, it's so flexible. Mm -hmm. And I think that that brings so much uniqueness to the game where you not only are you just moving terrain because the terrain in the pack it says that they have to be outside of four inches right four inches is enough for a knight to fit through it's enough for keepers to fit through it's enough for like anything with a big base to fit through but then once you once it becomes three inches then all of a sudden you're blocking off big model pieces yeah. right which is pretty interesting mm -hmm. like do you know what the base size is for Balistaris? Uh, it's about, oh, I mean, this, right behind you. They are, they could fit through three inches. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Let me check. I'll, I'll check real quick. Yeah. Are you going to measure it? Uh, but yeah. Uh, also, uh, I think with the whole three, wait, I lost my train of thought. Well, I mean, like it, I mean, hands down, it probably is yeah. the best fortification in the game right yeah. now. Because like the, we were talking about this on the way up was that the space Marine one is actually absolutely probably high garbage. It can fit. It, it can fit. Yeah, yeah can I mean, fit. but it doesn't really have to fit. It's yeah. not melee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. But, like, the the Space Marine, the, the bunker. Yeah. Like, the, the bunker is pretty much just a turret. Like, yeah. You're just going to put it down and, and it's got that's like, it. Yeah, it's just got an okay gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just remember what I was going to say. Uh, with sisters too, they don't have very many big models, yeah. so that's okay. They're they're okay with having very narrow hallways to go through. I think their biggest model is probably uh, the Triumph of Saint Catherine. Yeah, um, or an Exorcist, yeah, or something, or, or like a tank, or maybe the the uh, the uh, the guys, the Nundums. Yeah, the Nundums or the guys or the, the Mortifiers. The Mortifiers, that's what yeah, they're called. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but well, more than more than likely, if it's going to be in the terrain, um, there it like I feel like even a twenty unit. Of sisters can fit in there. A lot, a lot of stuff can fit inside yeah. of it. Yeah, Ma mainly. <laughs> I'm just thinking said. about that. <laughs> no, you <Ash>. broke it. <laughs> I didn't break it. I didn't break it. I didn't break it. A piece just came off. Um, I didn't break it. Nothing glue can't fix. Yeah. Well, what, whatever, whatever it is, right? Like it, it's it's interesting to be able to bring these types of fortifications and yeah. just like to be able to change the different types of terrain and like where you're putting stuff. Like if you have crates, you can put it in a more strategic area. You can cover up places that you feel like that you won't be able to uh, defend very well. So you put like just maybe one infantry squad there while another, while everything else that's like major goes into a different area. You know what I mean? And I mean, I think it, like I mentioned earlier, it just adds that whole another layer of strategy. Mm -hmm. You know, in each game, now you get to lay the terrain out exactly how you want it. 
Yeah. 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 You get to protect yourself yeah. or you get to hinder your opponent from mm-hmm. doing stuff. But it's not hindering where, you know, you just bring in your terrain and you're just like, uh, it looks like that your tank can't move here. Yeah, sucks, buddy. Yeah, sucks to suck. Yeah. Maybe don't play Imp Guard yeah. <laughs> Edition Codex. Yeah, like, Beyblade. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, being able to control it and still having those rules of being four inches apart and stuff like that, this is, like, the same ruling that I think Age of Sigmar does with their terrain. Oh. So seeing that being brought into the ITC, I feel like is a good step in the right direction for a lot of events. And I think that event should be looking to frontline gaming on how to set up their terrain because terrain is so important in ninth edition. Uh, would you, would you like to add anything onto that Demeki? Uh, well, I'm looking at the miasmic malignifier right now, which is, oh, the, I, the I have, I have the stats for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. talk about it. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah, I, there's yeah, some yeah, cool yeah. stuff here. There's yeah. some cool fortifications out there that we there can talk are. about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, cause like, now, now that I'm looking at that, I'm like, well, maybe this is a possibility. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, 75 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe in the match that we play in our stream, we could try something uh, like this out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Might, might, maybe some shenanigans. <laughs> but, like, I mean, 75 points, I can get additional, like, cover. We're, we're going we're gonna to talk about okay, it. Right, we're going to talk right. about it. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. But <laughs> let's just talk about the terrain for yeah. a bit. What, did, what, did you, what do you think about it, John P? Is there anything that you want to add on to the whole terrain um, and how it's set up? Yeah, I mean, I think we mentioned it earlier, but it definitely feels less bad for you knowing that you're in control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you get to set it up. It feels more like, you know, you're setting up your own base, you know? Like, yeah. there, there is more prep that goes into it, you know? Like, this is your land. You're putting buildings where you want to protect them, mm-hmm. not just some predetermined thing that, you know, you just showed up to. And I you like just kind of hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, yeah, exactly. You're just in control now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like as long as it, it's even, like as long as they keep it even for mm-hmm. the number of pieces. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah it, sh- it should work great. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you people will probably uh, default to some type of symmetry mm-hmm. between the two si- table sides. But I think that the good players will really use it as like more of an exploit to get more bang out of their buck. Yeah. You know? the, the only thing that I'm thinking of that might f- fall off or get forgotten about when it comes to this mm-hmm. is um, certain pieces of terrain. Mm-hmm. So, like, anything that is difficult ground, like, people yeah. might be like, well, I'm just going to stick it in the corner. No way I don't have to worry about uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Yeah. But if you're Death Guard, you would put that in front and center. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> if I can't move past it, you can't. Oh, wait, no, you have no, an exonerable. He, yeah, yeah. he ignores it. Yeah. yeah. So he would put, you put it front and center. Yeah. Yeah. Everything except most of my vehicles. Mm-hmm. Ignore it. Or, like, if you do have difficult ground or dense or something, you can put it in front of an area that you want to protect or, yeah. like, something that you don't want to get charged turn one, right? right? Like, there's so much different avenues that you can go. I, I feel like that we're kind of circle jerking it here a bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so excited because it, this sounds like such a a cool way to play the tournament scene. I feel like it just brings more to it. Um, but I guess we can move on because we've kind of like punched it into the ground a little bit. We beat that dead horse. Beat it. <laughs> Hit the table, Dumpy. Hurt my hand. <laughs> 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 All right. So um, now before we go into breaking down some fortifications here, what are some fortifications that you guys would want to see on the table? or that you would want to bring. And actually, give me your guys' thoughts about fortifications before we talk about, uh, before, like, before you found out about this tournament packet and how I mean, terrain was set up. Like, what did you guys think about fortifications in 8th edition, going into ninth edition, after the, the fortification rules change, and then up until now? Like, what did you guys think? 
I mean, I, I thought they were just cool, like army themed pieces most of the time. I mean, that's I mean exactly what we use them for mm-hmm. when we do our battle reports. Because the thing was, was like when the rules came out with ninth and the the rules for the fortifications or the update, because it was more like of an update. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said like they can't be uh, within three. We just I, I automatically thought, well, I mean, there's no way I'm going to be able to fit this around this rule. More than likely. So I just, I won't bring it. Yeah. Because it's 75 points from my 2,000 points as well in order to build my force. So I'm just, I'm, I'm not even going to think about it. Yeah, you're not even going to risk the chance of not yeah. being able to bring right. it. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, 75 points is like, I don't know. That's, that's. Is that one Terminator? <laughs> yeah, it's like one Terminator. It's like one Destral Terminator because they're like 50 points. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, as a Space Marines player, obviously we don't have many many centerpieces, uh, especially uh, I think for Space Wolves, all I would have is Logan Grimnar. So I saw the Hammerfall bunker and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That'd be a <laughs> neat little centerpiece that I guess <laughs> like a little cute little project I could do because I'm never going to be able to bring it to a game. Yeah. Um, but now uh, I might consider it but, um, I mean, this Hammerfall doesn't look great. It hits on fours. <laughs> it costs 175 points, which is the same points as a Redemptor Dreadnought. Um, or it can die. It can, it die. can die. Yeah, it can actually <laughs> die. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't looking. That's just, like, me just looking at the stats. I don't know exactly what it does. Mm-hmm. I, know it does I know it does have some interesting weaponry that might be useful. But, um, yeah. And I, there's one that I think is really cool, though. <laughs> uh, the Necron Monolith. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, that one! That one's <laughs> super cool. It's really expensive. It's like almost four hundred points. Yeah, uh, it can deep strike, and you can bring things out of deep strike I, from the I monolith. Don't think it's a fortification. Though. It's not. No, oh, I don't think no. so. I'm pretty sure it might just be a Lord of War. Delete this or something. <laughs> Delete this. But I, I'm not 100 positive. You guys have the app, so you guys might be able to find. Oh it no, that's fast a Lord enough. Of War, huh? Yeah, that's that symbol. Yeah. yeah, delete that's this. <laughs> yeah, fortification. Fortification but, is this. But before before this podcast, I was looking at fortifications, and I was like, I don't think I don't remember the monolith being uh, in there. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like what I mean, chaos demons is it only Nurgle that has? No, nah, I, I I'm gonna blow your guys' minds with some of these fortifications uh, that I have. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 You've yeah, done yeah. your research. I did seen. my research on some fortifications. Because like all I know is the the Nurgle trees, obviously the Battle Sanctum, Sporcist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um the the furnace or aka mm-hmm. miasmic malignifier. Yeah. And and the bunker. Yeah. That, yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah. Now going into ninth edition, um, I was very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh especially when the ninth edition rules dropped. A lot of the Tyranids players were very, very excited uh because our sporosis got a points drop, right? Mm-hmm. And uh during that time, we were like, oh man, it's more primary based now. And so we got really, really hyped with the Sporosis because it was a fortification that we could bring that was fairly cheap. It makes spore mines and all that stuff. So I was very excited to run fortifications. That's why I bought a, a Sporosis to try it out. The The week that I bought the Sporosis, that weekend, they dropped the new rules that said hmm. that you can only bring fortifications uh, um, as long as it's outside of three inches of other terrain pieces. And I was like... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I just decided to just drop it because there was no way I was going to be able to fit it on most maps or I didn't feel comfortable with the idea that I'm going to bring it for one day because it costs 150 points and be like, 
asked, well, looks like I can't bring it to this game, so I'm down 115 points. And that just feels really, really bad, especially if you're building your army around the fortification. Mm-hmm. Um, but with these new rules, you know, I looked at a lot of fortifications, and there's some that I think are really, really interesting. Uh, do you guys want me to run through them with you guys, or you guys want to read them off uh, one by one? Yeah. Let's do no, it. Go ahead. Go All right. Yeah, do it. Okay. So uh, the Sporsis. This one, it's 115 points. The reason why I think it's a good model is because, one, it deep strikes um, on turn one. Like, you can bring it out, right, uh, mm-hmm. after deployment. Like a drop pod? Yeah, like a drop pod. Um, nine inches away, right? Uh, every single turn, it spawns three spore mines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, outside of I, – I, it spawns three spore mines six inches within it, okay? And then if it shoots its gun, its gun only has a nine-inch range. Mm-hmm. However, there – I think that – you might be able to cheese it where you can give it synapse and then you can actually in- oh wait no never mind don't don't quote me on that don't quote me <laughs> never mind cut it out cut it out but like either way um it comes in um it has a four up save it's t6 it's like garbage like no one wants to shoot at it right it is a monster so you know bring it down you can get bring it down off of it but if you put it far enough um and like if they don't destroy it like if you bring multiple threats in your list Right, and they decide not to kill this. This thing can spawn like six spore mines per each one of these guys. So if you bring three of them, and they don't kill any of them, then you're spawning. Then you could potentially spawn eighteen spore mines off of just these guys alone. That's mm-hmm. eighteen mortal wounds. That's eighteen mortal wounds, or just eighteen bodies that are move blocking people, which is nuts. Like yeah. that—that's what's crazy about them. And that's why I like them. Um, you could probably give them a five-up invulnerable if you really want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think that they're a great fortification piece. Um, so I, I definitely want to see what that would be like on the table. And I would want to see how that would work against other armies just for the just for fun. Yeah. I just want to see what it would be like with this type of uh, uh, um, terrain packet, right? Dude. Right. Fortification gauntlet. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> actually I brought too. the battle sanctum. He can't die. I win. I win. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about uh, any of the, the next one, Demeki? Yeah, so the Miasmic Malignifier. 75 points. Uh, mm. It has a gun. <laughs> it can shoot. Wait, what's yeah. the gun on it? it well, th- so the gun is called the Noxious Stink. Mm. So it's just what comes out of it, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's six inches, uh, heavy 2d6, four minus one, one damage. Uh, the ballistic skill, though, on on the the feature is six. But it doesn't matter because it's a flamer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a flamer. It auto hits. I don't even know why they gave it a ballistic skill. Yeah. I don't even know why. They, they gave it strength. It doesn't yeah. have any attacks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just funny because it brackets. Mm-hmm. But it brackets its strength. Mm-hmm. When it does bracket, it has 12 wounds. Uh, you can forward deploy it during the deployment when you're setting it up, as long as you're 12 inches away from your opponent's deployment zone. Um, it has the same, it has a light cover, heavy cover, unstable position, and difficult ground. Um, once it's destroyed, its little pox furnace that comes with it is also destroyed. Uh, the other thing is, is that it provides so six inches within six inches uh, of it, it provides. Uh, light cover but you have to be wholly within six inches the other thing too is that it also uh gives minus one to hit only if they already are in the benefit of cover right so if they have the benefit of cover already and then they uh and they're within wholly within six inches of this guy 
then yeah. they get also they get minus one to hit. Yeah. So so if you set it up right, it, so because you got to be three inches away. Mm-hmm. So there's another three inches that you can get off, off of that into yeah. another terrain piece. Mm-hmm. You set it up that way. You put your guys in there. So now they're they have double light cover. So double armor plus one to their armor save. And they have minus one, one to hit. hit. Yeah, you could so, put your DST inside of a terrain piece. Yep. And, like, literally nothing can kill them at that point. So, it's it's not terrible. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it blows up on a four-up. And it's D3 mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Did you mention that it gives off your um, contagions your, also? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, <laughs> so, it starts off at round four, like Mortarian. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Which is nine inches. Yeah. So... Nine inch contagion range going off uh, immediately as soon as you put it down, which mm-hmm. is really good. Uh, the only thing though is that it can't get the warlord trait for your play company. Yeah, so that that's the only downside. So all it has is just Nurgle's gift. Mm-hmm. So, would do you think giving it a warlord trait would? Be useful. <laughs> yeah, because if I could give it Mortarian's Anvil, <laughs> I could say you can't re-roll. <laughs> I think that you're also forgetting a really big key factor to this. What's that? It's Toughness 8. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it is T8. Yeah. It's T8. No, no one wants to shoot at this. No. Yeah. Who would want to ever shoot at a yeah. fort at it's, this fortification? Yeah. That's T8. It's 75 points T8. Yeah. Yep. Pass. And yeah. <laughs> it has vehicle keywords, so you can get Bring It Down. So. Yeah, you can get Bring It Down, um, but, like, again... If you're shooting Why? at this, then you're yeah. not shooting at Mortarian. You're not yeah. shooting at PBCs. You're not yeah. shooting at DSTs. It's such a great... It's like, it's just an extra oomph that you can bring <laughs> that no one wants to deal with, but it's there. Dang, <laughs> Space Marines do have the worst... They, they have, like, the worst terrain feature. Nah, there's a cool one. You yeah. want to read this next one? Uh, Are we talking Bastion? Yeah. the ba- oh, It's huh. unaligned. Yeah, it's unaligned. Okay. So there's yeah, a great. Chaos Bastion and an Imperial Bastion. Yeah. Um, we actually use the Bastion sometimes in our terrain setup, which is oh, kind of funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. that, it's that mm-hmm. green centerpiece that we usually use. But yeah, this one, uh, pretty neat. It does not move. Immobile. Uh, it can. Yeah, most mo- most yeah. fortifications yeah, most are Most fortifications immobile. are, but this one yeah. uh, specifically says immobile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one can transport up to two infantry units. With up to a total of twenty models, mm-hmm. um, yeah, do, 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 up to ten models embarked up, uh, embarked aboard this model can shoot in the shooting phase, uh, and you measure as normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can explode. Yep. Um, you have to have a model on on it, otherwise it fires as if it had no brain. Yeah, <laughs> it, it fires, just fires the closest thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It can only fire yeah. at the closest thing. Uh, it has some pretty decent weaponry. There's a Laz can with one shot, 96 inch range. Yeah. Uh, uh, heavy eight quad gun, seven minus one one. Mm-hmm. Heavy bolter, five minus one two. Uh, very very hard to kill. Yeah. Um, it's 210 points, and with that 210 points, you're getting something that hits on fives. Uh, in shooting, it's 20 wounds, saves on threes. T9. Toughness nine. Toughness nine. It is toughness nine (laughs) at 20 wounds. So what you can do, I guess, is (laughs) if you're playing something uh, with a home, like some home base, uh, some home objectives, place this on on an objective with some OPSEC units, and you're good to go. They got to waste shots (laughs) shooting at a T9, 20 wound thing. Yeah, and you can do lookout, sir, with it. Yeah. Uh, because it's a vehicle, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's the same thing with the miasmic malignifier. I didn't even think about that because yeah. it has vehicle keywords. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So wow. I'm opening up your guys' brains right now, yeah. huh? Like these fortifications aren't bad mm-hmm. if if you have this map, if you have this uh, packet. Yeah, you can definitely. And then like that thing is huge, so it's another reason. Like you bring that. There's no, you know, you just 
nothing can pass through it. No, <laughs> it's, not, not, it's not breachable. It's not breachable. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you're just basically blocking off this area. I mean, if it was breachable, <laughs> you're just going to be met with the guys that are inside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I think that it says that um, it can shoot within, even though there are models within one inch of it. Uh, that might be true. Yeah. Let me see that. Da, 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 da. This model can shoot in your shooting phase. Yep, that is true. Yeah. And then it says that the people inside, uh, whatever modifiers and effects are applied to that terrain piece, the models inside have that too. So oh, really? I think that the I'm not I'm not 100 sure. Mm-hmm. Chat or chat and uh, uh, the comment section of this episode, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But since it can shoot within one inch, wouldn't that mean that also the models inside can also shoot within an inch? Yeah. So it says when they do so. Any restrictions and modifiers that apply to this model also apply to its embarked models. Yeah. That raw uh, rules is written. Sounds to me like they can't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Within one inch. Yeah. And then they also use every single part of that terrain piece to shoot out of. It's like open top, basically. Mm. And open top. Wow. <laughs> I'm neat. looking at another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what, <laughs> that's pretty neat. Dude, that looks like a, a dual disc. So <laughs> Is that the Tau one? Yeah. So yeah, Tau, yeah. Tau have a couple. Yeah. Uh, they all move. Yeah. So there are fortifications that move. Yeah. Uh, they provide, you know, light cover and all that. Uh, but the Tidewall shield line is mm-hmm. uh, essentially an open-top vehicle. Yeah. And that, that is a terrain piece. Mm-hmm. Um, mobile defense platform. Uh, so uh, you can move the Tidewall shield line or plat- uh, defense platform. In the movement phase, neither a tie wall shield line or defense platform can advance and charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has uh, a re- it can reflect shots back at the enemy for each unmodified save roll of six. You can uh, in the shooting phase for a tie wall shield line, the attacking unit suffers one mortal wound after they have finished shooting. That that's literally repost, right from. Black Templars? Yeah, and uh, uh, custom robots have the same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty fluffy. Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. is. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Mirror Force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when the shield line uh, includes a top wall defense platform, uh, and both models are set up in the battlefield, they're one in- they have to be set up one inch uh, from each other. Yeah. What's the stat? But line? they're treated as separate units afterwards. What's its toughness? So uh, the defense platform is uh, T7 with mm-hmm. 10 wounds. And then, of course, the uh, the Tidewall Shield line, which would be the one that you would want to use the most, more than likely, is uh, 10 wounds at T6. Well, you only get one point for bringing it down. It's 75 points, though. And I yeah. think you have to bring... Maybe you don't have to bring both, but 75 points for each. Mm. So if you have to bring both, it's 150 points. Mm-hmm. If you don't have to bring both, there's 75 points each. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have another one here that might be a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. This is from Chaos, uh, Chaos Space Marines. Mm-hmm. It's called the Noctilith Crown. This thing, and like I, I only put these in because they're T eight stuff. Okay, right? Because it's pretty hard to get rid of something that's T eight, and if they're really cheap, no one wants to shoot at them either, right? Yeah. So this thing is uh, toughness eight. It's got fourteen wounds. It's eighty five points. It gives off a five uh, uh, five up uh, invuln and a six inch aura. Yeah, you have to be holy within six. Holy within six, to, and then the aura is bumped up to nine inches on turns two and three. So you have nine inch auras, which all around it, including its base. You know, you're talking about like nine inches away from it and then nine inches behind it. That's eighteen inches plus the base size of just a, a five up invuln save that you're giving off to your units. And it only costs 85 points. 
dirt cheap. Yeah, it's pretty for cheap. For 8 T8, 14 wounds. Yeah. Gives off invul, and it's it's essentially a character. <laughs> yeah, and the, and, the, and then uh, psyker. I think chaos psychers can uh, re-roll. I think that they can re-roll their psychic test or something. Yeah. Else. In addition, you can re-roll psychic test for chaos psychers, where mm-hmm. they're within six, uh, which turns into nine, yeah, and then turns into twelve. Um, also, psychers attempting to manifest powers within twenty-four inches will suffer perils of the warp on any double result, uh, other than just double ones and double sixes. Yeah, and yeah. chaos is not affected by this. Yep, yep. Neat. <laughs> it's pretty cool, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I actually I, I thought that was only up to nine inches on two to three on turns two to three, but I get it just adds an extra three inches, right, on turns two and three. Yeah. So, so uh, twelve inches in total. Yeah. So max twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So. You you have twelve inches, which is twenty a twenty four inch bubble mm-hmm. of a five up invuln, yeah. and you could bring three of these guys because they're only eighty five points. Yeah, so just your entire deployment zone could be <laughs> yeah <laughs> five up invuln. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that with a huge blob of like of, noise marines, yeah. or just like any like that's that's pretty annoying to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> and you can actually bring it now. That's what's cool, right? Or like uh um. I, I I didn't look at it. Does does it have forward deploy? Um, let's see. I think it has. I think it, you could do it maybe in twelve inches outside of twelve inches. Uh, I don't see anything in here that says forward deploy. Dang it! But it is a vehicle. Yeah. Um, doesn't move. Does not move. Immobile. Yeah. Um. The it's um weapons pretty neat. Six inch uh, pistol D six <laughs> strength seven <laughs> minus two AP two damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it's called lashing warp energy. So yeah. it's just like power from the warp from the, the, the circle. That's like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just like stuff like that. Like there's a, there's some interesting fortifications that I feel like that now that we actually can bring them back. Yeah. If this packet stays where this is how. Uh, events like start doing their terrain pieces. I don't. I know that that's like a hail mary if that's actually going to happen or not because I don't think that a lot of events are going to adopt it. But I feel like that's healthy enough to where you can also start bringing some fortifications. And if you start bringing some fortifications, there might be some jank stuff that you could bring that can really help out your list. I mean, like if John Lennon, you know, can reach into the pockets of sisters and take out the battle sanctum, which is a huge piece. I mean, like what's the what's the size of this? It's it's massive. Like what's what's the what's the width of this? Let me let me check real quick. You're good. All right, podcast. We're just gonna check the width of this real quick. We're gonna see how I big this is. From right here. That's this is yeah. nine, eight inches, eight around. inches oh, okay. over eight inches wide. It's definitely over five uh, inches tall. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's as tall as a Warhound Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's as tall as Toby. <laughs> but well, to- <laughs> yeah, to- it's as tall as Toby. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's over eight inches wide, and like in a regular area, it's not gonna be able to fit anywhere. Plus, you could put your cool character on the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and then, like, also another cool thing, just saying here, just spitballing. Honestly, I think that this fortificate, the battle sanct, the sisters' battle sanctum, um, is like the best fortification in the game. Um, but if you have a unit that has fly, you can plop them right here. <laughs> oh, on top of it. <laughs> on top of it, and then nothing can charge it or get into combat <laughs> yeah. range of it because this isn't a second story uh, building. No, it's oh no, it is. It's scalable. Never mind. There's oh. some stuff inside, so you can uh, scale right. it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you could put just like a ten man squad of Zephyrim, make them while we stand target, <laughs> <laughs> just plop them there, and the come second, yeah, come get me or shoot me. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about well, when so, it comes I mean, to terrain and fortifications? Anything well, else? Well, so like with. The new GW events, right? Mm-hmm. They also have like you. You've seen their the, the, their the stuff style, like, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I I think they did that on purpose, and I'm wondering if it is because they're trying to encourage people to bring fortifications because it look it's mm. very scarce terrain setup. Yeah, it, there there's not much. Like I remember the first time I saw it, I was like. Dude, stuff's going to get shot off the board term one. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they're doing that with the intention and the reason to try to promote players to bring the fortifications. Well, I, I feel that people would if everything had the same amount of <laughs> yeah. stuff. If like everybody had a, a, a battle sanctum. Yeah. <laughs> but like my, even my sports, this is like T6. That's not going to save me from yeah. a <laughs> scarce terrain setup. Yeah. I mean, because it will, most of most of the others, I mean, there are a lot of terrain pieces that can be shot off the board because they're kind of like vehicles. Mm-hmm. I mean, the battle sanctum and then the fessulent narmaw, yeah. the trees, they, they can't be shot off. They're, yeah. They're just there. They're just there. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's odd. I wonder if we're going to see more fortifications down the line, though. I wonder mm-hmm. if, like, they're going to expand onto that because, you know, you got to make money, I, right? I hope so. I, yeah. I mean, I would love to see fortifications in more than just narrative games. Yeah. Yeah. I would love yeah. to see it in, like, other games and, yeah. like, actual, like, competitive games as well because they're cool models and I would love to see them actually be used. Yeah. And, like, painting terrain is actually quite fun. Like, yeah. If you have the time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you just go hog wild with it. <laughs> yeah. You just go monkey brain. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jumpy? You have anything else you want to add on to this before we end off? Mm. Yeah. Fortifications. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Bring them back. <laughs> All right. Um, that is it for today's episode of Chapter Tactics. Uh, if you guys like this, make sure you guys press the thumbs up button. Make sure you guys press like. Make sure that you guys are listening to the Frontline Gaming Network, where you can listen to all kinds of great podcasts. If you want to help support Chapter Tactics, you can check out patreon.com forward slash chapter tactics. If you want to help support even the Dice Check crew, you can go to patreon.com forward slash dice check YT. And if you guys want to check out our own content, you guys can go to youtube.com forward slash dice check to check out more. If you want to listen to Chapter Tactics, live and submit your questions and we'll answer them live on stream during the pre and post shows you can do that as well uh, by heading over to twitch.tv forward slash dice check and you guys can watch it every single tuesday at 6 p.m pacific standard time uh besides that if you guys have any questions that you guys want us to uh or like any suggestions on uh future topics for uh chapter tactics Go ahead and send us a tweet over at twitter.com forward slash dice check YT. Yes. And I believe it's the hashtag uh, dice check podcast. Dice check podcast. Or actually, let's just do chapter, hash, chapter tactics. So hashtag just, tactics. yeah, tactics. you don't even just tweet at us and put hashtag chapter tactics at the end, and we'll consider your question for a future podcast episode. So that's it for us. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, bye bye. See ya. Bye-bye.